Welcome to Triple Fist Bump, the premier gaming podcast where you can hear opinions across generations. I'm the Kid Dream, joined by my two co-hosts, Chris. Chris. And Osiris. Osiris. So, uh, following up on that amazing indie world, I got There Is No Game. There actually is no game for this episode. Oh yeah, that would have been a better introduction, wouldn't it have been? It's too late now. We're live. It's too late. Oh, Oh, well, uh, it turns out there's no game for this episode. We're not talking about any games. We're just going to talk about how much I like the Switch and being on the Switch and sitting there not playing any games. I mean, I like looking at the Switch. It's a fun looking console. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah, so I got the neon controllers, so you know, it's bright. You know, yeah, yeah. And what's great is that they added this new I software. Got the red blue. They added this red new blue. software in the uh, in the eShop for uh, fifteen dollars. You can just sit and watch the Switch screen. Hmm. It's just called intriguing. There is no game. You just open it up and. Um, there you are. You're just watching the screen. There's nothing to play. Uh, a voice talks to you every once in a while, and you uh, enjoy yourself. Mm. Uh, it's kind of they- like watch like these little things move around. Yeah. Things move around. Things move around. But, but in all okay. seriousness, it's hard to talk about this game without spoiling everything. Because There Is No Game is a series of puzzles. And um, what's interesting about it is that you're just, you just have your cursor on the screen and that's how you play the whole game. It's like a, um, it's like a mouse cursor. You just move it around the screen and click on items and stuff. Right. But what you have to do. Do things. Yeah. You have to find things on the screen to do what you want. And it's almost never what you would normally pick. Mm. So, so, like, you're not going to be using screwdrivers to undo screws. You're not going to be using... Actually, you are going to be using hammers a lot just to do anything. Uh Yeah, you're yeah. not... You're not going to be using keys to open doors. Okay. You won't be using anything the way it's supposed to be used. And I think that's really cool because if you, uh, if you study psychology like me, I, I love that. Um, you know, there's this thing called functional fixedness where people only think about how you're supposed to use things and they forget what it is, right? Hmm. And so there is no game. Yeah. There is no game is really interesting in that it like, it forces you out of that way of thinking. And it's kind of easy once you get into it. But at first, it's like, huh? What do I do? Oh, I guess I have to find a key, huh? Like, no. You must make one. You must open the door. You must Hmm. remember all the things you saw. You must use a penny to open the door. Right, use a penny to open the door. Penny? You must use a letter as, as railing. So what is the... It sounds, it sounds freeform. Mm -hmm. It's good. You know, but how, how do you, 
how do you interact with this game? Is are are you using the touch screen or are you going? Mm. You probably could like, use you... a touch screen. You just move the mouse cursor around and click things and hold to uh, hold on to. I'll tell you stuff. this: there's this part of the game that is real that is a lot better with touch screen. <laughs> oh, so you you were able to use the touch screen dream, or you just think it would be better with the touch screen? No, I used it just to make that oh, okay, part of the game cool. better. Yeah, that would so be it, fun it, it does screen. work with that then. Yeah, nice. So I was like, I feel like this. Uh, it, yeah, that's huh. Okay, cool. All right, so this sounds like a. Um, I don't know how familiar you all are with older games like Mist, for instance. Uh, it talked about Mist quite a bit. <laughs> they mentioned Mist in there. This game loves to make references yeah. to other stuff. Hmm, okay, so like you're, you're then using you're primarily using a, a cursor, mm-hmm. which you're I guess you control with either the analog or the, or the touch screen. Yeah, and you're using that to interact with the environment. Yeah. Well, okay. And so, again, I can't talk about any particular puzzle because that would be spoiling the game. Uh. You know, all the challenges require you to think outside the box. But um I can say what I love about the puzzles is that they're so... They're not linear, right? Usually, when you're making puzzles, you think, I need this to do this, which gets me this, which lets me do this. You know, and, and people who make puzzles, uh, sometimes that's all they do. They just layer those on top of each other. Right. But this game, you use something so you can get somewhere else so you can properly use the thing you originally had. Or you go back and get something that was useless before to use it again. Like, you don't use things just once and you don't use them in only one way. And that's what's really fun. It's like you can't forget about anything you did or else you'll just be lost. Hmm. Interesting. So you're sounds like everything you might use to solve a puzzle. The concept of how you used it is going to inform other puzzles in the future. It's like you're building knowledge and then you're putting that knowledge towards other things and building that knowledge. And is that the way it's kind of going? Kind of like yeah, that. I, I get the impression that there's only one solution to each puzzle, but it's like the solution is so creative that it's fun finding it. Hmm. Well, see, that's a that's an interesting trick in game design. If there if there is only one solution per puzzle, then, then they'd have to be really clever in making you know the player come across that. Yeah. Same organic, right? No, it's it's great. Because uh, you yeah, always know everything you need is right in front of you. And you can't just randomly click around the screen to figure it out. Um, you know, sometimes you stumble upon it by happy accident. They um, set things up in a way where you would be holding something. 
and then you you drop it. A lot of a lot of the items you hold them and then you drop them from the top of the screen. It makes a bump, and that'll make something change. So with items like that, uh, a lot of times you would be holding it already, and then they would move on to the next section, and you would accidentally figure out how something works. In other cases, the game will comment on something, yeah. but not in a way that like, not in the way that actually, <laughs> you know, tells you what to do. Oh, and then right. there are hints. There are hints after that. If you ever do get stuck, there are hints that you get to just unlock if you want them. And you get like two or three hints. The last one is usually going to tell you like just the straight up solution. I needed the, uh, I needed the solution once, but what's funny is that I needed the solution, but the solution didn't help me, uh, because I had just forgotten a part of the, the game exists and that was my fault. So if, if I, I had to help him out <laughs> to the rescue. Yeah, if I had just remembered that section of the game existed, I wouldn't have needed hints at all. Right. Okay. So, I can't tell you the answers to any puzzles, right? But I can tell you some of the situations you're placed in. Uh, Yeah, that's it. One of the first ones, and one of the most creative ones, is um, you, you go up to a TV, right? And you get stuck in a Holmes and Watson game and they're investigating a mystery. And so there are interaction icons in this game and you don't use them in the game. You, you have to take them off and use them for other things. So that's already like you take them out of the TV and you use them to do other things around the TV. But then the coolest thing is. Yeah. You go around to the back of the TV and from behind the TV, you can see the backstage of the video game, like as if it's a play. So from the backstage, (laughs) yeah, from the backstage of the game, you can direct things. You can move things around like a director. And by doing that, you want to change how everything works. Like you can make it day or night. You can plug in or unplug other things. Like you can really change things around in big ways. You can literally, you can literally change the scenery. Yeah, and so a lot of the game is going back and forth between the foreground of the game and the back and the backstage of the game, and grabbing things from the backstage. And then each scene has its own backstage, so you have to remember the things that are backstage in other scenes. And it's just really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that... Yeah, no, that that sounds... Like a fun way to go about it. <clears throat> Artistically, too. Like, I'm... Looking at a... Uh, picture of it. And this game's art style is pretty interesting. It changes a lot, though. It's not just one. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. As I'm going through it, like, you wouldn't even think this was all one game. No. Yeah, it's like it's all over. I'm even seeing, like, like an old school, like, Zelda type <laughs> presentation. <laughs> yeah, Legend of the Secret. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. and then all of a sudden it's like a side scrolling game and. 
Then I see something that kind of looks like Phoenix Wright. Yeah. I'm just like, man, okay. And another thing that you, uh, that they don't tell you about the game is that it's really funny. The, uh, the characters are talking all the time and making comments about what's going on. And it's just hilarious to hear their little quips as you try to solve the puzzle. It really makes it, uh, enjoyable while you're sitting there basically doing nothing, you know? <laughs> basically doing nothing, but also kind of doing everything. Yeah. Because while you're sitting there, like you, you spend the whole game with a game that's not a game. That's, that's the whole premise is that you open up the game and you meet this person named game, uh, who, uh, <laughs> Who isn't who isn't complete, so you can't play. It's not a game. Right. But his name is game, and he's supposed to be a game. He does he want to be a game? You gotta find out on your own. Oh. But yeah, he um he follows you the whole time and makes comments on what you're doing. And it's just really great. Sometimes he's better than the hints. Right, sometimes he gives you hints that are just amazing. Uh, it just gives you a general idea where to go and you can figure it out from there. Like, it's like when you speak to the, or is he just speaking on his, uh, speaking on his own? He just speaks on his own. Hmm. There's voice acted in this? Yeah, the whole game is voice acted. It's, uh, I was surprised to see it voice acted actually, but it's yeah. great. The voice acting is good too. It's not just a voice actor, but a decent voice actor. Yeah. So you're just going around figuring things out. Yeah, he's true talking to you in this hints. Okay. True to its name, you can't really describe it. Like, <laughs> I would have to tell you about each separate section of the game in order for you to understand. Because even though you're doing the same thing in every section, the way it plays is different. Because, like, as you saw, you're in that murder mystery. Well, it's not a murder. But you're in that mystery game at the beginning. That's different. You're in um, an RPG later. That's different. Uh, you even you go in other types of games later too. Right. You know, even as sometimes you're not in a game. Like it's it's and just you crazy. That games. Yeah. Now this were you able to complete the whole thing? Yeah, I finished the whole thing. It's fairly short. But, yeah, it seems like a a really good, you know, kind of like an experience. Yeah, it's a complete experience. Like, it's not like I'm not left wanting more, but I'm really happy with what I got, if that makes sense. <laughs> so it's for hit that perfect balance. <laughs> yeah. Or just like, ah, this was satisfying. Like, I wish I could. Pl- it's it's not I want more as I wish I could play it for the first time again. Right. Oh wow, yeah, that, that's uh that's some praise right there. That's some praise. Any experience to and how roughly how long do you think it took you to get through it? Uh people have said it was five hours. It took me about ten. It took longer. Um I don't I don't know exactly how long. I could look at the switch and see, but yeah, it took me a good amount of time. It took me about three days of dedicated playing, so it was a good. It was a good amount of time. Well, to really see everything. Huh. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I, no, this uh, sounds decent. 
I wanted to keep it as a surprise, but I got to tell you about my favorite part of the game. It's just, it's amazing. For the sake of content. Yes. I'll allow it. This, this part of the game was beyond amazing. Uh, so you get to this point where credits are rolling and, um, the credits are rolling and it's fine. And eventually you get, I don't remember what you get. You get like a pickaxe or, or a hammer or something. And you knock one of the names down and the screen just completely freaks out. It, it just goes plain. Like you can't see what, or not that you can't see. It's, it's really simple all of a sudden. The intricate design of the credits gets simple. And so then you go and you find an empty space on the credits and you can put that name there. So there are three empty spaces. There's the, um, what is it? There's the background design or no, no, there's, there's the editing, the effects and the character design. Was that what it was uh, in dream? Characters, effects, backgrounds. Ah, yeah, backgrounds. Yeah, so there's the background design, the uh, character design, and the effects. And, um, and those people were, well, those names were missing, you say. Yeah, those names were missing, and you can fill them in with the dudes whose name you just got. And so you get to see their unique artistic perspective on each of these. So it's like, what would it look like if this person made this section of the game or if they made this section and so the background the effects all that would change as you did it and as you go on you know you just get one name at first but eventually you get three names so you get to fill in all those sections with uh different stuff wow yeah and it got That's a lot it got crazy it was awesome though that was yeah, my man. that was my favorite part because it's like you put someone's name in a certain section and it would just change on screen right there. Like you put someone in characters, uh, it was blank before, but then it would show clips of the movie, just like they do in um, Disney movies, you know, where you see the characters moving around in the credits. Right. Yeah. It would show clips of the characters and you could like interact with those and then you could do effects and then you could do backgrounds. The background on which the characters were on would change. The effects in the foreground would change. Like it was really cool. Hmm. And like you can do this at any time. Like once you get to that point, can you do it at any time? Or is a yeah, you you do it to get through that section because you want to get out of the credits. But yeah, once you're there, oh, you kind of the just credits themselves. Are... Oh no, it's not the actual credits of the game. No. Yeah, but it's like a set of. It would be funny for all those people. Did you see actual credits of the game? Yeah, I, I got to the actual credits. Were any of those names in there? No. They were just a oh. bunch of names. I think one of the dudes was Tchaikovsky. Like, they just used a bunch of dead people. Hey, man, I'm pretty sure there's a Tchaikovsky down here somewhere. Well, yeah, but it was it was the actual Tchaikovsky, I think. Oh. <laughs> he would have been a fan if he was still alive. <laughs> Pretty sure he would have rated and review, gave us five stars. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a pretty dope concept. I would like to see how that art is if they played around with the idea of it not just being three different artists, but maybe they're three different artists of three different skill levels. 
Yeah, they were of skill, the, different skill levels. Okay, cool. That's that's nice. That's what I would want to see with that. Like this guy isn't an artist, but let's see what it would look like if he tried. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what is this? like? What is this? Yeah. Well, one of the names you get is a cat, so that's that's what happened. Okay. Um. The name is literally my cat. The cat was pretty good at uh character design, though. <laughs> Oh, I can see a cat. You know, they're, they're all they do is watch. Yeah. Their background sucked though. And the effects was just a red dot moving across the screen. A red dot. All right. One, one, one puzzle hint. I'll say one puzzle hint because I just have to, to show you like somehow how you have to use your brain in this game. I heard Penny in a door. Nah, that that's the that's the tip of the iceberg. That's the tip of a submerged iceberg. Uh, no. So you're here in the credits, right? You have these three names. Uh, one of the dudes is a cat. One of the dudes uh likes obviously likes old World War Two movies, and one of the dudes wants to write a Nightmare in Christmas. That was pretty much what the theme of all their stuff was, right? Hmm. Okay. And, uh, or was it the nightmare before Christmas? It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> but, um, some movie. So you get something that you need to break from one of the characters, right? And you don't know how to break it, right? You need some big blast. So what do you do? You grab the uh, the guy who likes the World War II movies and you give him characters. Now, all of a sudden, his character has a clip of him shooting a gun across the screen. So now... <laughs> he was always doing that. Yeah. So now he has a gun. And now you have a gun. And that's perfect, right? That's just what you need to blow this thing up. But the problem is he's aiming randomly because he's just a clip on the screen. So what do you do? You have You put the cat on effects. And you have the cat's red dot move as a sight. The the cat shows a red dot on the screen when it's uh, doing effects, because you know how cats are. Right. And so you need to take the thing that you're trying to break and put it on the red dot that's moving across the screen. And now the guy will shoot wherever the red dot is. And that breaks the thing. Wow. So you said learning, taking these multiple actions and finding what and just layering them on each other like, yeah. okay this thing does this oh I need that well yeah I remember that thing doing I wonder if I put this here in bed yeah this is yes this it definitely has an adventure game vibe to it that but at the same time they really took it in a in an interesting direction in how you go about it. Yeah, because, it's amazing. Yeah, adventure games a lot of times when the solutions make sense is great, but a lot of times they also feel contrived. Nah. I don't know. I'm getting a weird double image of games that make no sense in my brain as I'm hearing you describe it. <laughs> but it's like half Zack and Wiki and half Hitman. <laughs> I know. 
Right. Uh, 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 adventure game from the Nintendo Wii and, and an old PC game about assassinating people. Well, Hitman was all about remembering everything and where it was. That, that's what it was. <laughs> Zacky Wiki was a pretty good you know, example of an adventure game when it came to this puzzle solver. Yeah. Looking at an environment and be like, okay, what makes sense to go with what? But that's the thing. It, it's not about what makes sense. It's just about what works in this game. Well, see, that's the, and as you went on with Zack and Wiki, that's what that game became too. Right. It's like the solutions became more. They had an internal logic that built upon things you learned before, but it wasn't like someone just looking at it and be like, oh, okay, yeah, I can see what I need to do here. Yeah. Yeah. It was more, a lot more poking around and kind of seeing what happens. And then you will get that sense of just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There Is No Game was really fun. And I wish I could play it again for the first time without knowing all the solutions to the puzzles. Uh, it was really funny, too. The uh, characters were hilarious. Yeah, I'm trying to think about the history of this game. I'm pretty sure... Is this the result of a game jam or something like that? All right. I think that right there is an episode. I didn't know where it was going at first, but that's just because I guess that's the nature of this game. You're not supposed to know where it's going at first. (laughs) You're supposed to be like, what are we doing? Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's all the time we got. Thank you for tuning in to Triple Fist Bump. And with that, Triple Fist Bump out. <laughs>